five flow of languages. It is my favorite topic, honestly. Happy Saturday. Last week we talked about five flow of styles, and that was a podcast about how we give love. Today we're talking about five flow of languages, which is about how we receive love. There is words of affirmation, people who love praise and admiration um, expressed verbally. There is acts of service, and that is people who feel loved when you do something for them, you serve them. There is receiving gifts, and that is people who feel loved when you give them gifts. There is quality time, um, that is my love language, my primary love language, and um, I love spending quality time together, being together, doing meaningful things together. That's how I feel loved. And then there is physical touch, affection. That is also my love language. It is about snuggling and hugging. So hopefully, as I've been um, describing these five love languages, you recognized yourself in one or two of them. There is always primary and secondary love language. This concept uh, was developed by Gary Chapman. And there is actually a fivelovelanguages.com website, and you can take a test there for free. So just go to fivelovelanguages.com slash profile and you'll find out there through a quiz how you receive love, what makes you feel loved. And of course, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you need to know and understand their love language so that you can love them in the way they receive love. Nothing is worse than loving somebody with all your heart and all your might in a way that is not meaningful to them. <laughs> Let's say you give them gifts, but their love language is words of affirmation. They're not going to be feeling loved from your gifts because they feel loved only when they receive words of affirmation. So this happens all the time, and that's why this is my favorite topic. So we're going to be talking about it today, and we will look at this through a lens of the gospel. So we're going to study the Bible verses applicable to each love language, and hopefully at the end of this podcast, you will be able to recognize your love language, appreciate it from God's view, and be able to also understand the love language of the person you love so that you can love them in a way that actually means love to them. Coming up. You are listening to the Anna Zabo Show a podcast for Christian women where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this episode, please write and post your podcast review today. And remember to share it on social media. Oh, by the way, the calm music I add to the end of each episode is for your thinking pleasure. Now, enjoy the show. I'm just going to repeat for the purposes of this podcast one more time all five love languages. 
So number one is words of affirmation. Number two is acts of service. Number three is receiving gifts. Number four, quality time. And number five is physical touch. So let's look at each of them through the eyes of the gospel, because obviously we want to make sure that this concept is biblical, number one. And number two, that we understand it, like why is it the way it is? Like, what? how does it relate to God and his bigger plan, right? At least that's what I wanted to understand about this concept. So let's just quickly review all five love languages and their meaning. Words of affirmation. The person whose primary love language is words of affirmation would really feel loved when you express your appreciation about who they are and what they do verbally to them. That's through either saying it or writing letters to them or texting them or calling them and saying these things or even writing something on social media about them, using words of affirmation, affirming them, affirming who they are, their character, their actions, um, their contribution to your life. That's what it's all about. That's how they feel loved. Quality time, people whose love language this is, um, to express love to that person, you'll have to spend time with them in a way that is meaningful to them. So for example, you feel like spending time in their presence may be quality time. And while they're watching TV, you're texting. But to them, quality time in order to feel loved requires you looking them in the eye, you sitting there watching TV with them and holding their hand, you going to church with them and being fully present without texting. This could be doing a ball game or dinner or doing some other things together with your full presence, because if you are physically present, but mentally you're somewhere else, it does not count to the person whose quality time, uh, whose love language is quality time. Receiving gifts is the next love language we're going to look at. And someone whose love language is receiving gifts might feel loved when you get them some flowers or chocolate or a teddy bear <laughs> or you buy them shoes or purse or you, give, you buy a trip for them somewhere. Whatever it is that they consider a valuable, meaningful gift and you give it to them, that makes them feel loved. To me, gifts are so meaningless. Like for my birthday, people were always bringing me stuff that I just didn't care about at all. And many years ago, I started doing this thing, basically doing a drive of donations for the Women's Resource Center doing domestic violence. And I said, okay, you guys have been bringing me gifts for years. And I really, gifts don't mean anything to me. And I know that the Women's Resource Center doing domestic violence has their basic needs. They always need paper towels, toilet paper, laundry detergent, and gift cards for Target and Kroger because the stores are close by and women who live in a shelter victims of domestic violence can walk there because most of the time they don't have a car or, and there is no public transportation there. So I ask, <laughs> I started asking like many years ago, people who would come to my birthday party, here's a list of things you need to bring, laundry detergent, paper towels, toilet paper, or gift cards for Target and Kroger. And it's been an amazing experience to raise these donations and then deliver them to the Women's Resource Center. Now, like when people bring these gifts to me, they are meaningful to me because I know together we're able to make a difference in a woman's life. But other than that, people giving me gifts 
doesn't mean anything to me. People who love receiving gifts, it's the opposite for them. When they receive gifts, they feel love. Next love language is acts of service. Washing the car, for example, doing the dishes or mowing the lawn could be the way to express love to somebody whose primary love language is acts of service. Vacuuming the home or cleaning their shoes or brushing their dog or giving it a bath, you know, like all kinds of things. Just running errands for them, whatever it is that's meaningful to them and they consider being served, that's how they feel loved. And finally, physical touch. People whose love language is physical touch, they love all expressions of affection, holding hands, hugging, kissing. And these are ways of expressing love to somebody whose love language is physical touch. Now, be careful with this because you may think, okay, well, I know this person's love language is physical touch, so I'm going to spank them. It doesn't work. For example, in my relationship with Michael, when we got married, he would um, spank me or pinch me. (laughs) And my love language is affection, but not that kind of affection. You know, I don't like being pinched, but I love being held and I love holding hands and like I love hugging. And at the same time, for a person whose love language is physical touch, those activities mean so much that, you know, they're very intimate activities. So, like, I don't allow people to touch me because touch means so much to me. And I remember, like, when Michael and I started dating, he asked me, like, a few days, a few dates after we started dating he asked me if he could hold hold my hand and I had to think about it and I was like okay and it just meant so much to me and then a few dates later he kissed me and I was like oh my god it meant just so much to me I didn't feel like I was ready to be kissed yet so I asked him I said hey uh, do you mind not kissing me until I tell you I'm ready because it just means so much to me and he was like okay so you know for a person whose love language is physical touch touch means love it means a lot it's not just a thing you do on a regular basis so the first love language we'll look at is words of affirmation let's look what the scripture says about it the first verse we will look at is Hebrews 13 15 Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Of course, if you are a Bible nerd like me, if you are a scholar of the Bible, you know that it's not the only scripture that commands that we offer the fruit of our lips, praise to God. And that is so important to understand because these five long languages show up all throughout the Bible, and that is how God asks us to love Him, and then He asks us to love one another. In this scripture, Hebrews 13, 15, God asks us to offer Him words of affirmation, praise, and for me, it was like a breakthrough, honestly. <laughs> Michael and I were in marriage counseling. We were there from like the time we got married until I realized it's not working because not the Michael I was actually married to was showing up there every time. I did learn that Michael's love language was words of affirmation. And I remember like making this list in my journal. It was on August 20th. 
On August 20th, I was in Florida. I took a little vacation and I went away while he went to his um, Ironman competition. I went to kind of clear my head and just figure out like what's going on and how can I even survive in this marriage. And so I decided to make this list of things that I appreciated about Michael and write them out and give this praise to him. I'm not going to share the full list with you, but I'll share some with you. So it's from August 20th, 2016. And here are some of the things I wrote. Michael maintains positive spirit and good health. Michael is handsome and he works out to remain attractive. Michael is an amazing chef and cooks with passion. Michael is self-sufficient in every area of life. Michael is a curious lover and keeps things interesting. Michael never forgets important dates and is very reliable. Michael has the hands of gold. Michael is very smart and can figure out any problem. Michael is a project management samurai. Michael is a hard worker. Michael sets big goals and fearlessly pursues them. Michael speaks three languages and has a fun accent. Michael loves Bruno and plays with him, making Bruno so happy. Michael's personality is fascinating to me. So after I wrote out all these things, I sent them to Michael because I wanted him to know what I appreciated about him um, and his character and his actions. And I did it on a regular basis. Now, one thing I want to say here is if you are a person who recognized the person you love in this description of a love language, then one thing I want you to know is if you go through all this hard work and you write down um, your appreciation, you make a list, you're very intentional and very heartfelt about what you love in them, you have to be consistent once you start expressing your praise and admiration to them. Because what I did is I did I made this list and I let Michael f uh, know how I felt and I wanted to um, make him feel loved in the way that was meaningful to him. But at the same time, because he did not love me, because he abandoned our marriage and because I was so hurt, I, you know, let him have it in September. And I sent him mean words, very hurtful words, um, which if you've been a listener of this podcast or a subscriber of my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash JDMBA. Uh, by the way, today we reached 300 subscribers. So yay. So if you have done hard work and you truly genuinely want to make them feel loved through words of affirmation, but then you become inconsistent that just because they hurt you, you say hurtful words to them, it's going to just hurt them so much. So definitely, uh, you know, if you decide to intentionally love this person whose love language is words of affirmation, be consistent with it if you really want them to feel loved. I learned this lesson many months later when I started studying the Bible, when I finally was able to separate how Michael did not love me 
from how much I wanted to love Michael. I felt initially in our marriage that those two things were uh, related, but they're not. They're completely different things. What Michael did to me is his responsibility and has only to do with him and his relationship with God. What I did to Michael and how I loved or did not love him has to do with me and my relationship with God. So hopefully, if you've been really, really um, attentively listening to the series, what is love series that I started in January, um, hopefully you got the message that, you know, how you love somebody has only to do with you, with your desire to love them, and not with whether or not they feel loved by you, or if they or love or don't love you. Okay, so this was about words of affirmation and praise and admiration. Now let's move to quality time. Quality time is also what God commands us to give to Him. That's how God wants us to express our love towards him. So it's very biblical for somebody to feel loved um, by you spending quality time with them. So I am now reading from scriptures, and it is from Deuteronomy 17, 18, and 19, uh, God's instructions to the kings of Israel. Here's what he says. Also it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priests, the Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and be careful to observe all the words of this law and this statutes. So, the time that the king spent reading the law made him more aware of what God is like and who God is and his character and his plan and how he could improve his relationship with God, right? So the same is true for us. If we spend quality time together and pay attention, we ask each other meaningful questions, we do meaningful activities together, we are fully present, we learn about one another. That is what love is. We learn how to relate to one another. We learn the story of one another. We learn the goals and the heart of one another because what God wants from us is for us to learn his heart, his love for us. Let's talk about this with like specific real life examples. And I'm going to go back to my marriage with Michael, right? Because obviously that's my biggest learning experience of a lifetime <laughs> about love. Michael um, knew that my love language was quality time. He was always busy with his Iron Man, and definitely it was his primary priority every single day in our marriage. So he says to me, Hey, I know you want to spend quality time with me. Come to my Ironman training and watch me swim. I'm pausing now for a long time because I want you to think about this. Do you think such a great offer really counts as quality time by somebody who likes spending meaningful time together learning about each other's hearts, just like God ordered us? No, it does not. 
but I did it because I wanted to be with Michael so much that I would even go to Lifetime at North Point and I would just be there watching him training for Iron Man and it would be completely meaningless and it would be like such a waste of my time. So don't make that mistake. Hopefully in this description you saw either yourself and you understand your own needs um, or you saw somebody you trying to love and if you are there texting on the phone thinking they're getting their quality time with you or you're training for some athletic competition and you want them to watch you, that does not consider quality time. Quality time is when you look them in the eye, you do something together, definitely make sure that you know the difference between just being in one room together and actually being together. Because I remember Michael would say, hey, um, let's wake up at 3 a.m., because at 4 a.m. every day he was gone, right? And he's like, let's wake up at 3 a.m. and I'll have a few minutes to have breakfast with you. So we'll sit down to have breakfast together, quote unquote. And he would be on the phone, texting with his sister or Facebooking with somebody. And then he would get up and leave. And I would like not see him again for like ever. And he would be like, what's wrong with her? I had breakfast with her today. Like, why is she so dissatisfied? And why does she not feel loved when I spent so much quality time with her? That is like seven minutes being in the same room, but not really being present, right? So that does not count, of course. Okay, so let's move toward receiving gifts. It's our next love language we'll review through the scriptures. So what kind of gifts can we give to God when he has everything already, right? What does he want? Well, he wants our love. I'm reading now from Romans 12, 1, and it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And this is the hardest gift of all to give. It's easy to give money, material things that can be given without much thought, right? Without much effort. But to give oneself is very difficult. That's what God asks of us. And that's how he wants us to love him with gifts. And it's very biblical that some of us human beings receive love through gifts. I cannot comment from personal life experiences about gifts. I received some very, very expensive gifts in my life, like expensive fur coats. I was given gifts of diamonds and like black diamonds, like some super extraordinary things that I would look at and I'm like, this is meaningless to me. <laughs> Honestly, if I go to the store and I see like for $5 some earrings, they mean to me as much as the earrings that cost $22,000. They're, they're really just the same. I see no difference. And then after I wear them a few times, I want to throw them away and go get a new ones. It's just that. But there are people who keep all the gifts and like every gift means so much to them. It's treasure. It's precious to them because this means to them, like you're giving them gift. Um, or if it's your love language, somebody giving you gift means that they love you. It's very biblical. And that's why I wanted to kind of reference the scripture because I wanted us in this podcast, as it's a series about what is love, look through the gospel at each of these love languages. So acts of service is the next one. 
And I know that acts of service is a very popular love language, and that is very biblical. John 15, 9, 14 talks about acts of service, and here's what the Bible says. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. That's obviously Jesus talking, right? So as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments... You will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So what did Jesus say here? He said, love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus served us. He served people with his acts of service, right? And so he said, abide in me, do as I did to you which were acts of service. So that's how you should love one another. So it's very, very biblical. And knowing this, when Michael was sick, I <laughs> washed his sheets and I cleaned his room and I was constantly like cleaning his shoes and I cooked for him and I brought him food in bed all the time. And at the same time, when I was so depressed in this marriage, before I figured out everything that I've been sharing with you on this podcast about love. Before I figured it out, I was completely depressed and I was out of energy all the time, not just from my depression and just weariness from this marriage and all the, everything that I endured in this marriage, right? But also because I commuted to work every day, five hours, every single day, a hundred miles I commuted to work. So I was exhausted in every aspect of my being, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. It was the most terrible season of my entire 35 years of life, that marriage with Michael. And so I had no energy and he would come home and there are dishes everywhere. And that meant to him that he was unloved because he was feeling loved through acts of service when I did laundry and dishes and cooking and made his bed, that meant a lot to him. And I say his bed, we lived most of our marriage in two separate bedrooms. The final love language we'll look at today is physical touch, affection. So four of the love languages are applicable to God. We already kind of looked through it through the scriptures, but what about physical touch, right? How can we touch God to show our love? Well, Jesus showed his love through touching. We know that from Matthew 8.1.3. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed immediately. His leprosy was cleansed. Physical touch is healing to the people whose love language is affection. That is me. <laughs> I can tell you honestly, I can have the worst day ever. And Michael would just hold me 
And I would feel so loved and completely like relieved from all the anxiety and pain and stress immediately. And that's a kind of effect physical touch can have on a, on a person who receives love in that way. So it's very biblical, it's very important to understand, and it's very significant. Touch indicates acceptance. It indicates, I care for you. It says, I want to be with you. You matter to me. Another example of how Jesus gave love through physical touch is also Mark 10, 13, 16. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. What does it mean? It means to love on them, right? But the disciples rebuked those who brought the children. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. So physical touch is healing, and it's really a blessing. It's a blessing of love and acceptance and care, and it means so much to the person whose love language is physical touch. And as we're wrapping up this episode of What is Love, where we talked about five love languages, I want to thank you for spending quality time with me, for putting on your headphones and listening to this podcast, whether you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Thanks for listening on Google Play or iHeartRadio. I really appreciate your time. Our little community is growing and I want to bring you more podcasts about the gospel. I want to make the gospel relevant and applicable to your daily experiences. I want to look together at each aspect of life through the eyes of the gospel, bringing this to you and being on this journey with you and having you listen to my podcast. It's just been amazing. Like, thank you so much for everybody who also subscribed to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Anna Zabo JD MBA. 175 new subscribers we've had since December when I started this channel uh, again on Christmas Eve, last Christmas Eve, I just came home and I decided, okay, God has been calling me to do this YouTube channel. I've been afraid, I've been insecure, and even though I'm still scared, I'm going to do it scared. And so I started doing this YouTube channel for you to share what I've been learning with you to make the gospel applicable to your daily experiences. So if you're not a subscriber on YouTube yet, go subscribe. It's youtube.com slash Anna Saibo JD MBA and we have one more podcast in the series called What is Love and that is next week on Saturday we're going to talk about how to feel more love and how to feel loved more often. I will uh, talk to you on the next podcast on March 10th. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.